What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. that intro okay. without a little hype. Oh. Hey. oh my god, did you just poop your pants? Yeah. Welcome to Confidently and Secure, the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't, don't know everything. everything. I am your host, Zach Noe Towers. And I'm Kelsey Dara. This is another episode of Confidants of our Pride Month, baby. <laughs> <laughs> don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> the button oh went off. Oh my god, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't. I won't. Oh my god, I really um, thought you were going to hit it. Oh my god, okay. Zach. Kelsey. It's Pride Month and we're doing um, uh, Be Gay Do Crime. Be Gay Do Crime. But before we get to that. Yeah. Bing bong. Housekeeping. We have so so much housekeeping. I, I'm so excited. I really just want to sit back and listen to all of yours because I feel like you have a lot. <laughs> I do. Wait, but you had something. Okay, okay. My, you give yours. My only thing is um, hot fans on the road. I was in Phoenix last night and... The way you're sitting, by the way, is like a little girl about to talk about her first crush with her group of girls I at the sleepover. Am. Tell us. Um, so this was last night in Phoenix. If you're if you're a listener who came out, thank you so much. It was so much. It was a lot of fun. But oh um, on Grindr, this guy was like, hey, gorgeous. Me, um, you're my... Boy, my boy's favorite like comedian. We're so excited. We're coming soon to get front row seats. And I was like, okay, this is a muscular guy. And then when they came to say hi after the show, they were both like very hot, muscular, <gasps> scruffy, tatted. <gasps> like um, one like he was he was a brown boy of some. I don't I didn't ask obviously, yeah. but and the one was like more like of a white boy, but both like kind of just like sturdy mm. men and the the one was so excited and then we got a we did a picture together and the one of them was like rubbing like my rib cage is oh, like they were like my god and then we were chatting on grinder later and um there was like flirting but nothing happened and i missed a couple messages oh. but um it was just a thrill that I felt is like, fun i felt kind of like a little star and a little slut yeah and you're was... a little slut star fucker yes! but you're the star but i'm the star getting Fucked. oh my god but yeah so hot that's, fans that's my housekeeping i think um speaking of star fucker then i guess i'll tell you this story first okay oh my god. i'm not i'm not gonna say the name so don't fucking try me zach but you know who i'm talking about so i'm not gonna Is say a celeb? it yes but just wait a second <laughs> i just start screaming names <laughs> i'm gonna tell you the story and just shut up <laughs> Because here's the thing. One of the very first times I had Zach on the podcast, he goes, I hate it when people are trying to be coy. And this is not me trying to be coy. <laughs> this is me trying just to not fucking spill tea. Also, you know what? Be whatever you want. No, I'm it's, I'm terrified it's, it's of you. One of, <laughs> it's one of my personal icks, but be you. Okay, okay, okay. A year ago, a year and a half ago, I... Went to a sex party, met this gorgeous girl in the bathroom. I know who we it is. ended up. <laughs> Go 
on. Sorry, okay, okay, go yeah. on, go on. Met this girl in the bathroom. She was super hot. We ended up hooking up in the bathroom. She's like, oh, let me introduce you to my boyfriend. She introduces him to me, and I noticed. I'm like, oh, that's a celebrity person. Mm-hmm. Oh, my cat food's about to drop. Nice. Just right on time. Also, it's Friday. I feel like I have the silly goofies. So this one's going to be a fun one. And we're, we're going to go see the blackening after yeah. this. Well, I got the zoomies right now, right? <laughs> like, let's fucking go. So I was like, oh, that's a celebrity. Cool. I might have sex with them. But like we texted on a group chat. We were trying to kind of like link up. But this is when I was ending my partnership with my last relationship. Yes. Oh, my God. I have so much to tell you, Zach. I can't wait. <sighs> Maybe this will be a two-parter. Yeah. Holy fuck. Um, the this I'm really starting to realize like too much happens during the week because now I'm avoiding like calling you and voice no, you things. Don't so do maybe that. I need to like yeah okay. So I was breaking unless up with- we start to make like thousands of dollars, <laughs> then I don't want to even fucking see your okay, face okay. between podcast recordings. Fair, fair enough. Um, so. I was breaking up with my current partner at the time, so it didn't end up happening because yeah. it, it felt like that's just going to be messy and hurt my partner at the time. Sure, so sure, whatever. Sure. So kind of whatever last week you're like i i know this is a rough time but i'm gonna go get railed, railed by, by this celebrity a, a rich and his person yeah girl <laughs> so i meet this girl on a dating app last week and she's so cute so hot we have great like texting chemistry she's like enm i'm enm and i was like oh great we don't have to like explain to each other what that like lifestyle is about like how it works wait what's enm ethically non-monogamous oh sorry sorry am. sorry yeah your eyeballs were like to the sky and i was like are you gonna sneeze i thought you were doing like the entmj like i'm i'm ntmj first of all you, said, you said tmj like temple mandibular <laughs> joint disorder <laughs> But also, but you know what I mean. Yes. The, I am ENTF. The and I'm personality. Like, no trait. one cares. I care so deeply. I didn't even know them. And you know what? If mm. you are the type to include them, we're probably not the same letters. You're probably also not swiping right on those people. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And also, cute and hot. That's a quite a feat. Yes. To accomplish. Yes. And wait till I show you the pic because you're okay. gonna be like cute and, and hot. hot. And so we go on a date we're having lunch and we're like so into each other that we're not really talking about our partners because we're like oh my god girls and then we like kind of start to be like all right so i have a partner you have a partner like how do you you guys like oh my god wow shut the fuck up is that how i had to hear it (laughs) in this casual story all of a sudden she has a partner She's been a, a wild, can't be tamed stallion. In and now she has a partner. The consistency of a primary mm, fucker. Relational sex Relational. and lover. You I have, have a, a partner. partner. Period. Period. <laughs> the way you just drug me by the scruff of my neck well, like a rabid dog. Just <laughs> Okay, you're going. Tell me, tell me about your partner, Shut and tell me up. about her partner. Shut the fuck up. So she starts dropping like little tidbits about them as a couple, and I'm clocking things, and I'm starting to get clues added up in my head. And who do you think her partner is? Should I say it? No, because <laughs> <laughs> I have a very good guess. It's Should the do- fucking celebrity. This is his new girlfriend. Can I do the initials? No. <laughs> And I went, are you fucking kidding me? I'm about to fuck two of his girls. So you and him have the same type. We have the same fucking type. That's kind of cool. It's hilarious to me. Is he a good guy? 
Do we know? Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very normal. Wait, very have funny. you? So this first front lunch date was with the girl, mm-hmm. and then have you met? Have you? Has she brought you to him yet? No, this happened yesterday. Or maybe he's like been after you for a decade, <laughs> and he's been sending girls to like gather you. <laughs> the most roundabout way yeah real that's a movie that's called a long con okay um anyway a, t- a tall tale a t- shh. don't don't, don't google, google it um okay so that's one wow. housekeeping that's crazy that makes me think that this is all a, a matrix yeah set like someone they did copy and paste too many times because the world like, oh, is shit too we big. did this one already but then i think about like the the non-monogamous world in la fair and like to be that age and hot i'm like we would maybe cross paths. We're same level of hotness. We're you and her. Yeah, you're much hotter than him. Stop it! Stop hitting! Stop flirting on me right here. It's right pride. Now. If we have gay sex, we have gay sex. Hey, it happens. It happens. Okay. Uh, other housekeeping. Who cares? I celebrated my four year sobriety. Oh my god! Yay. Wait, no, you can't say it like that. Four year? You're at almost six. No, almost almost eight. Bitch, what? Yeah, I knew you when you were at four. Yeah. And I love that you only think we've known each other for two years. <laughs> Less than two years, actually. <laughs> because you said I'm almost at The six. pandemic. The yeah, pandemic. Yeah, because about 18 months ago. It's going we've been really friends great. for four years? We, we've been friends since 2018. You know so they say five, 10 years is like, then you're in it for life. So we have quite a ways to go. But we're at five right now. Wow. Because 2018 is when we filmed Daniel Filter. You're a lifer. Mm-hmm. For what? For my you? life? Yeah, yeah. Oh you would God, have yeah. to really, really. Let's you'd be have honest, to really. You'd have to really. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I'm saying, like you would have to become like so famous and rich and become like a different person. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Dick me over, which we can only hope. We can only let knock on wood. Um. Okay. We Second, should, we should do another sobriety episode. We should because that's really cool that you're four years sober and a lot of people struggle and that's like. I it's can't believe you just like blah 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 before you're sober. It was it was like so not a big deal. I like spent the day by myself. I I went on that date actually, and then I ordered cupcakes for myself and I sat in front of the TV and watched from where the idol. It was actually a new place. It was like a Thai bakery. Oh, yeah. Was it like um? Was there like the iced tea? What's Thai yes, iced tea Thai flavor? Iced yeah, tea frosting. They're and were there the like fridge. green tree or something? A oh, green tree. <laughs> <laughs> uncultured. Do we have an uncultured green button? green tea? <laughs> There's some in the fridge. I'll show you after. Okay. Um, I finally am able to now orgasm on my back. I don't think I knew that was a problem. It wasn't a problem. Trust me. I was coming plenty. Just not on your back? Never have been able to really orgasm on my back. Like, like a turtle. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And most people with vulvas do come on their backs. Easily? More easily? And more of them. That like belly, belly. Comers, yeah, we're few. But when we when we when we match and we're like, oh yeah, you masturbate on your stomach. Yeah, wait, that's how I picture girls masturbate for whatever reason. I don't know what piece of culture cemented this in my head. A girl lying on her hands yes, and correct. grinding her puss to the correct. ground or to the hands. Yes, that yeah. is correct. However, okay. we are the minority, major minority, <gasps> the la- the labia minority. <laughs> Kelsey, that was funny. Hannah, TikTok it, please. Um, <laughs> so I have been always like, 
not faking it, but like really not coming to my full potential <laughs> when Literally. I'm on my back. And like it's that's just always how it's been. But wait, wait, to be clear, this is uh someone's penetrating uh-huh. your puss and you're rubbing your vagina? Like you're rubbing your clit? Yeah, like I would do that to try and get as close to an orgasm and like sometimes I could have like a baby orgasm. Ugh, saying baby orgasm feels weird. Yeah. I'm... Have a small orgasm. <laughs> a toddler <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> So like, but like, if you ask any of my friends, 99% of them come on their back. Always. I think it's because you like to be in control. Ooh, big facts. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like helpless kind of. And you're like, yes. Oh my God. Maybe I feel too vulnerable. Yeah. Yo, listeners comment below. Do you come on your back or your tum tum? They're going to say, why do you think I can't come on my back? No, you just therapied the shit out of me. Okay, and then getting to the big thing that I wanted to tell you last week for housekeeping, but that I'm now bringing into this relationship. This is going to change our friendship dynamic. Are you ready? For the better, I hope. (laughs) I don't know. No, okay. Here we go. Ew, I did not know what that sound was because I wasn't looking at you. And I was like, I think one of the wires is like falling out of the the machine. <laughs> no, it's just Kelsey fucking sucking her spit back in her mouth. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is going to be huge. I saw a TikTok. So it's technically, it's technically. It's technically a TikTok taught me, but this will like spiral into a therapy session that will change our friendship dynamic. I saw a TikTok that was like, do you have ADHD? And I was like, ugh, another one of these. Yes. I'm already self-diagnosed. Yes, I know. No, I'm diagnosed ADHD. have been my whole life. They were like, do you also work for yourself? I was like, okay me and they were like do you live and die by your calendar and i was like yes that's me and they're like do you find yourself feeling less creative when there's something on your calendar that is like a due date or an assignment or like for someone else Mm -hmm. versus your free time and i was like yeah which like it's so weird that like the second something gets assigned to me, it's about that. It's less exciting for me. And then oh. they were like, even furthermore, do you cancel events and hangouts and dinners last minute? And I was like, deeply <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and he was like, even though you don't want to and you don't know why you do it. And I was like, standing up in my room like are you fucking kidding me this is like yes yes it me and they were like it is a symptom of adhd that it's called the fear of obligation and the word obligation usually means it's something that you don't want to do which is why he's like i don't really call it the fear of obligation he calls it like the fear of something else commitment but it's like even if it's something I want to do, even if it's something I was like, hey, we're all going to get together on Friday night at seven o'clock when seven o'clock comes around, even just knowing that there's something scheduled, uh-huh. I don't want to anymore. Uh-huh. And I can't explain why. Even if I want to and I like it, it's a fear of losing freedom. So like having control over free time makes me feel like, I can be infinite. I'm creative. Sure. That's where my best ideas come from. I work for myself. Uh-huh. But like 
even if it's something I scheduled mm-hmm. and I'm excited about yeah. and say yes to like a week in advance, sure. when it comes up, just knowing that that chunk of time like, is no longer mine alone, sure, it freaks my ADHD out. It's like, you have an obligation. You are obligated to do this and perform in this way for like as a friend for three hours or like as a client for three hours. And like, no, I'm a Leo. I'm the main character. <laughs> so it was like, the awareness of it like freaked me the fuck out sure. and i went to therapy and i was like bitch i literally no i didn't call my therapist bitch i love her i was like this has been something that is wrong with me that i it is the number one thing i hate about myself oh god that i cancel last minute even though i i might have the energy to go or even i might ha- want to go but like well, I this choose not you, to you've painted yourself to be like a chronic canceler I and i don't I really don't see you as a chronic counselor. Canceler. Yeah, well, I'm for sure not a counselor. I didn't go to school. <laughs> and I by chronic, I do mean weed. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I uh, am though. I. But the thing is, you do. I don't know how to describe. Like especially social events. Yeah. Like the reason why I'm more likely to chill at home with my friends and watch a movie is because it's in my space well yeah of my course. timeline my safe zone my like world nets are down the, do you, you do realize like i think i can count on one hand how many times you've been to my apartment yeah that's weird i mean no it's something i've accepted that i don't even think about anymore i i know I not to invite you over uh, i would well, come over no Let's not lie for. To I the came people. over from movie night, but I tried to cancel. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, you really did. And then I came for Pride. I came for your housewarming thing. Mm-hmm. I came <laughs> to hang your lights. <laughs> and no, no, no. You are you are a great friend. That's probably it. That's, that's four not, times. I, and this is the thing, though. Years, but it's not. It, that's not how I like measure our friendship. You show up for me and. In countless other ways and i'd enjoy your space your space is big and comfortable and like cozy and like you know the fridge is always stocked and that's true you love to show love by like getting food and stuff so like if, you know if you're coming over you eat yeah <laughs> so it's like it's like oh yeah we're gonna curl up on the couch or like lay out yeah. in the backyard or like it's still fun i but did like, like hanging out like the movie night at your house was so fun so i would do oh. more of that i think when you have like groups of people over for movie nights i'm like oh no like I start to think, am I going to have to be social? Am I going to have to talk oh, to people? Oh, and it sounds exhausting. Not even, but that's the thing. It goes back to this. Yeah. It's just fear of no longer having that time. Control. Control. You're it's, on your back. I'm on my back not being able to come like a turtle. So I talked about this with my therapist and she went, oh my God, you're teaching me something because a guy that she was dating has really bad ADHD and she was like, I always do whatever he wants to do, things he wants to do. And then as soon as, like, I want to do something, he feels like he's losing his freedom. And she's like, if it's really a symptom of ADHD, like, that I can work with. I can't work with, like, someone being an asshole. So, like, we did this whole fucking therapy session just about, like, this idea of calling it fear of obligation. But, like, it's fear of loss of control, essentially. I don't think I ever want my therapist to say, you taught me something. I I want you to pretend like you know it already. I hear you, <laughs> but it made me feel validated that I had like made this massive discovery. Okay, okay, okay. So it was, was like, like maybe like a huge yes, watershed. A breakthrough. Wait, so did was there a, a TikTok 
part part two a tiktok so that's what i said i literally was like bitch how do i fix yeah. this <laughs> motherfucker didn't have an answer but he is a professor and he has like a podcast and stuff i don't have it on me what it is but i'm gonna like look into it but i basically i me and my therapist came up with like a formula for next time that that feeling arises right like let's say we're supposed to go see the movie after and then for some reason all of a sudden in my head i was going like this isn't happening. I want to go see the movie very deeply. I'll go with or without you, bitch. Fuck you. You're going with me. <laughs> but like, let's you're say that happened, right? Yeah. So the first thing is awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Then I go, what is my motivation or payoff to doing this thing? Mm-hmm. So with that, it would be like, my motivation is I'm getting outside. I'm going to the Grove, one of my favorite places. My payoff is hanging with my bestie. Okay, third. Okay. Okay, but like you were first in payoff. Yeah. Uh, I get to see a movie I really been wanting to see. It's low pressure. Low pressure. You know the runtime. I don't have to put makeup on to go do this. Uh, then I go to what am I reinforcing by staying home? So then I would go, I'm reinforcing that. Going to the movies is not my safe space. That that like hanging out with Zach isn't like a priority for me. Uh, like getting out of my house, like just getting too comfortable in sure. my my den. Yeah. Uh, so then going to taking a pause and examining that, and then reminding myself that me feeling like I'm losing freedom or me feeling like I'm obligated to do something is a thought it is not a fact yeah it's a it's not a reality i can say i feel so tired and i feel like this is going to be a huge social obligation and i think that it's going to be those are all just thoughts fucking thoughts and that's different from being exhausted at the end of the day when you come home and you're like i'm literally drained i have no energy i overpromise. i overpromise. that's different yeah this is i am just having these thoughts about a situation yeah it is not a fucking reality so this is going to be about kind of like kind of going outside of your comfort zone yes reinforcing like positive experiences yes i had this at early sobriety when i was just like i don't know how comfortable i'm going to be and i my instinct is to just not go to avoid it Mm -hmm. but like with anything, it's like the harder decision is always going to be the, the smarter one. Yeah. And when I was, I su- suffered from agoraphobia in my early 20s. And like mm-hmm. that was the, you're reinforcing the agoraphobia by staying in your comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. And so like, this is, this is also about taking the big fucking pause. Cause like, I'm so quick to just text and be like, Hey, don't kill me. But like, I'm out for tonight. And it's like taking the pause and being like doing this formula. Like, what is my motivation and payoff? Mm-hmm. What am I reinforcing by staying home? N- noticing that this is just a thought, not a fact. And then like having that formula ready. And shifting perspective. Yes. <clears throat> so much of life is about perspective. It's eerie. It, we could do a whole episode about that. We could like, yeah. Okay. So anyways, that's That's very cool. End. I'm happy for you. And it'll change our friendship because... Now you'll you be can, like at my level. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming over, bitch. Um, no, but like now you can also be like, if I'm ever doing that, you can be like, have you done your formula? See, I worry about saying that because that feels condescending. Oh, I don't think so. I think it's like, very helpful. like, did you pause? No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I would fucking love that because I don't have that. I literally thought about getting the word pause written on my hand as a tattoo because I need to remember oh, sure. the fucking pause. Dude, that's a huge thing in AA. 
pause. It's that um, it, it, it's literally taking that moment, like not acting on a feeling you're having right now, taking a deep breath. Sometimes the pause is hours long Oof. and you're just like I, you, but you can live in that pause. You're going to be like, yeah. I'm not letting this hijack my emotions. Yes. I'm not letting this feeling take over the rest of my day. I'm just going to pause. And then it's, that's usually the pause is when you pick up the phone, consult, call a friend, mm-hmm. you know, and then move forward. You just reminded me of the last funny thing I wanted to tell you about therapy. So when I was talking to my therapist and um, I was telling her about how I had a really rough night on Sunday night and she like kind of does one of these, like looks through her journal of all the notes she's written about me. And she goes, your best friend is Zach. And I go, oh yeah, that that's my best friend. And she goes, you told me one day that if you were to have an emergency, co- and she does talk like this, if you were to have an emergency contact, it would be Zach. And I was like, yeah, that sounds right. And she's like, you've never, ever talked about him ever again. You've never brought him up in here. And I was like, well, that's because he's perfect. Oh, and she's like, no, I'm saying, why didn't you call him? Why didn't you call him Sunday night? And then I was like, oh, well, it was late or he might have been at a show. And, you know, da, 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 da. And she's like, well, do you talk to him about your worst days? And I was like, I think so. And she was like. You never bring it up in here. You never bring up his opinions. What does he think? <gasps> Interesting. And I was like, holy shit. I don't know why I've never talked about you in therapy. Well, it is because I'm perfect. That's true. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I know you you aren't one to withhold information. No. But I also can think of you as someone who usually handles a crisis yeah. alone. And like, I know that if you did need me you You would call me but also just saying this now you can call me with your bad times oh you know know. you know why you maybe don't because i tend to bright side things and i'm working on that really Uh -uh, i love that about you don't ever fucking change oh okay i need that okay who said that (laughs) i'll fucking kick their ass um no it's actually just something that i've kind of been learning about bright siding zachary no, that's the Zoloft working. <laughs> like, don't fucking. No, I do. I, I mean, I for myself, I will I will always bright side myself. And, and other people. Well, it's been a very help, useful tool for me, for sure. sure. But, but maybe like, other people don't want that. But I could see where someone's like, oh, if I call Zach, he's just going to be like, well, are you alive? Are you, <laughs> are you sheltered? Do you have food <laughs> Bitch, in your belly? I called you Sunday night on the verge of a panic attack and you said, well, are you alive? I would <laughs> die laughing. Do you have, are you sheltered? Like, no, that would yeah. be so funny to me. I might, I would like to think like, first of all, I don't think I knew that you had a hard Sunday. Did I? No. Cause I didn't fucking reach out to anybody. And that was after we hung out all day. Yeah. So maybe you're with him withdrawals. <laughs> or you leaving. caused it. <laughs> I ramped you up and then just like left Dropped you. Me off. No, oh, I hadn't had to take a. Cl- I told you I hadn't taken oh, a clonopin yeah. in like a year or t- longer because of like I've just been panic free. And that m- that night I went to a thought spiral and like we kind of figured out what like the base basis of it was. Yeah, but it- I was less interested in why it was happening and more interested in why didn't why didn't I reach out for help in that moment and why. Why was I telling myself I couldn't call you? And like it what the excuses I made up was it was 1030 at night on a Sunday. I had no idea if you had a show. I didn't want to burden you because what if you were like, 
okay no. i'll come over and then i went no bitch that's literally why you have best yeah, friends yeah that's why you have literally and it's not like you don't ever do that i never have done that also but maybe i was part of the problem <laughs> maybe i <laughs> maybe i like triggered you no i can tell you what it was i had two energy drinks that day oh mm-hmm. yeah and i looked at my finances oh 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 yeah 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 mm-hmm. finances have a way of really scaring the fucking bejesus out of i think nothing a lot spirals of more in that and you know why we have moment. to get we have to master our emotions around that mm. they just shift mm. when you start making a million dollars your problems just become million dollar problems shit it it never it will never not be stressful sca- yeah scary you're so right so it's just You're like so right yeah and i it, and that comes in like inventory of gratitude every day i go look at where i'm living oh dude look at the job i get to have yes look at and yes. like so i'm able to reframe uh-huh but you're right we should do a money manifesting episode also i'm telling you and i really try to look at life this way like uh like your life on a graph would not be a straight line up up it would be a jaggedy jagged little pill but it would it would trend upwards yes so like you're comparing six months of your life you know your 30 one, 31 year life and it's 32. like when you but in five years it's gonna be a mill uh, like half an inch slightly down maybe mm-hmm. yeah you're right so okay i've i've talked about me and my shit for way too long that was like six hours housekeeping oh i loved it i this, i'm a firm believer that this podcast at the end of the day could not have any facts in it <laughs> <laughs> like we don't i know you're all about educating and like helping but like i like I, talking I think we, <laughs> if we only had to say facts we wouldn't speak at all <laughs> but that's why we have our next segment right after this message now i know what you're thinking kelsey when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots well did you forget that i was raised in florida are you forgetting i'm a little country girl by heart i even wore my tacovas recently when i went on a ski trip with my family to colorado i wore my white tacovas when i went to the taylor swift concert and if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon uh might i remind you that beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're gonna need some tacovas tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas you name it and they'll get you outfitted if you can't make it to one of their stores tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable western goods right to your door visit tacovas.com that's t-e-c-o-v-a-s.com and point your toes west confidant sober girlies are you looking to cut back or cut 
without alcohol this year, come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> little remix action. Um, you have a, do you want to save your peanut butter jar? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to do it. If okay. you can talk about your mental health crisis, I can talk about my peanut butter jar. Okay. This is for all the, the, we'll call them pee pee heads, the peanut butter. <laughs> Y'all, she spit out the LaCroix. She spit it right out. <laughs> oh my God. I am unwell. I'm dripping. <laughs> I'm crying. My fingers are wet and I'm soaked with On my back, LaCroix. masturbating. <laughs> um, Choking. So, yes, as someone uh, who consumes more than his fair share of peanut butter, such a weird trait. I I fucking love peanut butter. Love it. Like when I'm feeling a little like a little dazed, I like just spoonful. You know what I mean? Okay. Just like a little. What kind? Um, Laura Scudder's peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like who? Laura Scudder's peanut butter. Where do you get that? Trader Joe's. You can get it at the Ralphs. Okay. You can get it at the Vons. The public. The Pavilions. The Targets. Oh, all right. Never heard of her. Um, I also sometimes. Go to Walmart because it's so cheap, and I get like the big jars. You make there. Walmart runs without me. I have. Do you know you what I fucking cunt. Kelsey? Last week I went at six a.m. and it was empty. That's my dream. Well, in my head, you don't get up early or something. I get up six thirty-seven. Okay, but like when I've been like, we should pod at nine. You're like, girl, that's well, early. That's because I do yoga. Oh, okay. My morning routine is very sacred to me. Okay, but I would absolutely break character to go to Dude, six a.m. Walmart. I used to do that for Home Depot. It was lo- it's lovely. <sighs> Not uh, people. If you came banging on my door, we have to go to Walmart. Starbucks in hand. <laughs> Bitch, get up! We're going to. Walmart. I would come on my back. <laughs> save it for walmart Aye. um it is a uh, such a ch- I, and it sounds i i hate that i really see i know amazon's a problem but i see walmart and i just know it's probably 
just as big of a problem. They've debunked that recently. A little bit. Because of when the George Floyd protests were happening and people were buying like a bunch of like protest supplies uh-huh. from Walmart. They were saying it's better to buy from Walmart than other places. Oh, okay. That's all and I got. And that's all I need. Don't Google it. Um, so, oh yeah, 6am, I loved it. Great. Loved it. Um, what were you we fucking talking about? Peanut, Peanut butter. butter. <laughs> um, or scatter. So, you know when you get to the end of a jar yes. and it's just like a crime scene of peanut butter. Yeah. Like there's slashes of it all over the sides. I'm giving it to my you, dog. Yeah, you can't. Okay. You're letting him get a snout yeah. all and you're licking. Or ah! you can. Tell me. Add like soy sauce, uh-huh. white vinegar or uh-huh. rice vinegar, um, a little bit of sugar, <gasps> a little bit of uh, like hot I love sauce. where this is going. And you shake it. Do that motion again. You shake off. It's like you're jerking off an elephant. Okay. You shake it and you get like a peanut sauce. Amazing. And then it's in the jar already. Amazing. And I just love like Asian food with like Same. a peanut sauce. And like you'll have to look up the TikTok. Just do like peanut butter, peanut butter t- <laughs> sauce, peanut butter jar sauce. Yeah. Peanut butter Put jar PP sauce. PP heads. <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's what i learned that was so funny when you said that and i choked and said out at the same time christ okay now it's time to be gay and do, do crime. crime um it's pride month we are flying into i love how it's like be prideful let's talk about our greatest errors <laughs> villains um yeah it is important it is i think why um, to show we're human yeah that they have a reason to hate us gay people can do anything okay. even murder people great um you first though you made a list of oh okay so i want to talk a little bit broadly okay um uh, these are <clears throat> fictional gay characters but uh okay so the the my three top gay fictional characters are him from powerpuff girls do you remember him is he that's funny is he the little monkey that has no. the... Oh, then he no. was the devil in high heels. Hilarious. He was very, like, gender bendy. Also, these are your villains, no? Evil yeah. fictional characters? Uh-huh. Gay characters? Okay. Yeah. You said... Okay. Well, what did I say? Char- just characters. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Evil. Because we're doing, like, be gay, do crime. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And then, um, t- I've never seen this movie, but it makes me want to because I didn't know this. <laughs> Tom Ripley from um Ripley's Believe It or Not. No. Don't know. The that. talented Mr. Ripley. Never saw her. Really? I don't think so. Well, I didn't either, but it's it's um Matt Damon okay. as this like psycho okay. who wants to take over or be in the life of Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow. Hot. And he like kills people <gasps> to get closer to Should it. Should we watch that before yeah. going to our movie? Maybe. Or go have dinner. Also, Black Mirror is out too. We have so much to watch. I that. know, dude. Um and then I didn't know this either. Javier Bardem plays a gay villain <gasps> named Silva in Skyfall. What's Skyfall? James Bond, uh, 2012. Is Javier Bardem gay? In this he is. He's blonde. Oh, that's pretty gay. I will say one of my goals, and I, oh, it'd have to happen in the next like five years, is to be like a, a, what, a Bond girl, but like the first guy that James Bond fucks or maybe gets head from or something. Manifest it. Yeah. Right here, especially if like Idris Elba takes over as, oh well, then I'm 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 jumping in on that. Maybe we could be like a tag I was team. gonna say twins, but that's <laughs> no, that's hot. I know, like for like, for marketing. Hey. 
We could be brother and sister. Yeah. We've tried to write stuff like that before. We will. Okay. Um, And then honorable mentions were Xena, Warrior Princess. Um, She's gay? I mean, that's kind of... Well, we're getting to this. Uh, And all Disney villains. It's queer coding. (gasps) Do you know what that is? Yeah. It's when you're like... Okay. Someone said... (laughs) Then I just don't say it. Okay, never mind. Um, Someone said Hippo is the most queer coded dog. (sighs) I don't know how that translates. Okay. But it's like it's like giving things stereotypical characteristics of queerness mm-hmm. without bluntly saying that they're queer. Got it. So like yeah. Ursula was modeled after a drag queen, yeah. but they're not saying it's She's a drag gay, queen. Yeah. yeah. Also like uh so uh Scar, oh yeah, Jafar. Uh-huh. Uh, basically any Scar, evil Jafar, v- we go really far. <laughs> um any like Disney villain is usually coded as the men are like weak and kind of like sinister. They've got like fingers. Yeah, they're fingers. slender. They have sharp features. Yeah. They dress fancy. Yes. And they're like, they're, they're, the genie. they don't show interest in women. The genie, no. Genie's kind of giving me bi energy. Genie does give Polly yes, bi. Yes, non binary. Yes. Yes. Um, like he'd have like, he, Genie might ha- be a white guy with dreads. <gasps> Sorry, take it back. It. No, um, but this is the thing. This is wild. It goes back to the Hayes Code. What at? Which was like a moral code that the motion picture industry came up with, where it's like we don't want people to watch the movie and have looser morals <gasps> at the end of it. Sluts. So one of those things was sexual perversion or uh-huh. like homosexuality. Uh-huh. So they would make the villains gay or like they would make the villains like stop uh, to like, like literally villainize yeah us. be like it's bad like these are uh oh uh oh like bad guy like he's like walking like a fairy a fairy um so up. and then like it became like it went into disney villains and stuff and then probably got modeled like um they just did that in fast x with jason momoa's character is he gay very queer coded like but not outright gay mm, i gotta see it again damn but by energy for sure okay for sure yeah and it like kind of becomes a joke or yeah yeah and they were even saying like um cruella de vil (gasps) she's like she's a single woman and Uh that's like villainized Uh and she's pursuing she's trying to destroy a family in pursuits of money uh, luxury and like uh selfish things and it's Uh like that's not good that's a lesbian (laughs) (laughs) she actually has been um referenced at to to lula bankhead which i guess is maybe a famous person from back in the day but she also has drag queen features there you go like the sharp jaw the like too much makeup the like yeah the high eyebrows yeah they're very campy um cruella de villa is my favorite disney character period period out of the good ones and the bad ones all of them what what draws you to her luxury did you like emma stone that was a good movie I watched I anytime I'm on a plane I watch that. Really? Yeah. Wait, what was it called? Cruella. Cruella. <laughs> okay. Zach, I've never asked you this, but do you get mad when I describe myself as gay? No. Okay. I, I don't get mad at a lot of things. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got mad at that. Um, no, I mean I was writing in my book about it and I was like I, I office often reference myself as queer, but that gets like old in, in writing. So oh, sure. I was like, oh, like as a gay person, then I was like <gasps> 
What's so funny is that's kind of almost old fashioned. Because yeah, they used to just that they encapsulated all. Yeah, yeah. But now it's more like queer encapsulates yeah. all, which I love. Honestly, if we could get rid of LGBTQIA, which I know queer. it's important, yeah. But say queer because it fucks everyone up, and when it fucks up everyone's way of saying it, like they can't stumble through it, it makes you sound homophobic. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Or we're saying plus now. Or yeah. we're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like. Because LGBT, it's, it's so interesting. People fight so hard for labels, and then other people do not want labels. Yeah. So, like, queer to me signifies I'm not cisgender, heterosexual, because that's what the standard yeah. seems to be. Ask me further questions if you want to know more. Okay, I will. Oh, where were you, you the night of <laughs> January 6th? <laughs> <gasps> okay. Um, okay, so that was fictional gay mm-hmm. criminals yeah now we're going to <gasps> real gay criminals oh i'm i've got a semi already ew that's why i have this pillow on my lap <laughs> you always have the pillow on your lap i do okay so our first be gay do crime criminal is alexander the, the great. great the sexuality of alexander the great has been a topic of debate among historians for many years there's evidence to suggest that he had an intimate relationships with both men and women but it is important to note that the cultural norms and values of ancient greece were different from these modern times because everyone was so much more sexually open back then yeah. and the concept of a sexual orientation as we understood it today did not exist um the ancient sources that describe alexander's personal life are often contradictory and can be difficult to interpret but some historians believe that he had a romantic relationship with his childhood friend hephaestation while others argue that the relationship was purely platonic um during his campaign in persia alexander is said to have ordered the massacre of thousands of persian soldiers who had surrendered to him he had also reportedly burned the persian capital of persepolis which was known for its wealth and cultural i think it's persepolis no no you're thinking of persephone carry on um in addition there are accounts that suggested alexander was incapable of extreme brutality towards his enemies and even his own soldiers he is said to have executed several of his own generals who he believed were plotting against him and he was known to have a hot temper and quick trigger finger okay so boo alexander the great Oh, we fully don't like him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think he's more like Alexander the not-so-great. Whoa. Uh, Sick burn. Keep it above the belt, Kels. Okay. Our next big gay to a crime criminal is Ronnie Cray. He cry cry. <laughs> he was a notorious British gangster. Oi, mate. Y'all in it, bruv. Wait, was there a movie with this character in it? I don't know, but he was a Cray twin. I think there was. Who was active in London and underworld during the 1950s and 60s. Okay. Keep going. There have been rumors and allegations that Ronnie Cray was a gay. And some sources suggest that he had relations with both men and women. While Ronnie Cray's sexuality, blah, 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 blah. Some of this is repeats. Um, 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 um. Yes, there was. It was called Legend and Tom Harney. Hardy. Oh, I love Tom Hardy. Oh, he was Reginald Cray. Oh, maybe that's oh. Ronnie. And Taryn Egger- Egerton was oh, in it. Oh, cool. We should watch that. We have so much to do. Oh, my God. Sorry, so go despite 
uh, lots of men back in that day keeping their sexuality hidden. Ronnie Cray was pretty open about his sexuality with his close circle of associates. Um, he also had a reported lover for many years named Ian Barry. Uh, but some of his most notorious crimes associated with Ronnie Cray and his gang include the murder of Jack the Hat McVitie. In 1967, Ronnie Cray and his associates stabbed and killed McVitie, a rival gang member, in a fit of rage. Also, the torture and murder of George Cornell. In 1966, Ronnie Cray shot and killed Cornell, a member of a rival gang, in a pub of all places. The murder was reportedly in retaliation for Cornell disrespecting the craze which you know that meant he was like oh that fucking gay Gay, one lord yeah uh also big extortioner and racketeer the craze were known to extort money from the local businesses and also operated illegal gambling dens and nightclubs which they used to launder money for their criminal activity uh he was eventually arrested and convicted for his involvement yay so excited to go to jail am i right um, he was life sentenced to prison in 1969 and remained behind bars until his death in 1995. Oh my God. But is there a world in which he like found love in the prison? I would love that. Also, I want to go back to when you asked me, why is it good that we like talk about these criminals? criminals? I think in general, we need more <laughs> <laughs> representation. representation in this department because... We are primarily victims. <gasps> and I think I've been trying yes. to come up with a movie like this. Actually, mm. this is my soft pitch for the movie. Okay, here we go. Where, um, it, first of all, the movie's called Suburban Legends. Okay. And it's like a group of girls and gays mm-hmm. who start making up these stories of straight guys getting savagely murdered. Yeah. So it like to strike fear in <gasps> their hearts. Like, I love that. It's like, oh, you better not do that. I heard about this one guy who blankety blankety blank, yeah. you know? So, but the thing is like, I want, I want straight men to be more fearful of gay, of people. gay people and women. So I think if we have more, more killing, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. This is the great part with the movie because like, they're just like, we're just making up stories, yeah. but then they start to take it too far and start yeah. to like like really do it my fear though is that if we do that then straight people are going to be like we should kill them before they can kill us yeah that's fair but like also huh we are our tactic of being like listen there's a law that says you can't kill us and they're like we're gonna do it anyway and we're like gee willikers i wish you wouldn't (laughs) i think like in the grand scheme of things you we can only you can only poke first. something so many yes. times before it fucking oh, bites you. Well, that's been like the whole fucking movement of like you know a cab and like yeah. you know yeah. fuck all white people. Like totally. I totally get it. It's like yeah, no fuck us. Yeah, one hundred percent. Our last get a gun. <laughs> <laughs> our last gay criminal before we swap over to gay serial killers is thomas edward lawrence known as the impossibly blonde hero lawrence of arabia who we saw riding a camel across the desert screaming no prisoners in the cinema spectacular 1962 lawrence of arabia but his kinky gay sexual awakening he detailed in his diaries regular uh uh 
were regular thrashings administered by Jack Bruce, a member of the Scotsguard, who later sold his story to the tabloids, was entwined Wait, with... is this the actor? Yes. Okay. Thomas Edward Lawrence. It's not... The it's guy, Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, That's no. very confusing. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, his sexual desires towards colonized people was built out of both admiration and exploitation. The way he used the figure of colonized primitive was indicative of types of white identity formation we discuss here. Lawrence's actions during the Arab revolt were not always viewed as honorable or ethical. He was known to have engaged in guerrilla warfare tactics, including sabotage and assassination. And he was accused of ordering the execution. Of... Well, see, Wait, now this, this is, is confusing. confusing. Hannah, this is confusing research. <laughs> we either accused a famous actor of being a perverted gay person. Criminal. Or using an actual don't, don't google, google it. it this is not a good look for us but again this is an entertainment <laughs> podcast if you're coming here for information on anyone with the last don't name, Lauren, google it you came to the wrong place okay let's, let's just switch, switch over <laughs> yeah now zach take it away for a okay. gay serial killer segment john wayne gacy <gasps> Do you, can you picture him? He dressed yes. as a clown. Yeah, scary. Terrifying. Okay. In 1978, 36-year-old John Wayne Gacy, who looked like he was 59 years old, mm. um, was arrested for the murder of 16-year-old Robert Peast. He told police he had more bodies buried in the crawl space <gasps> under his house in a suburb of Chicago, which led investigators to find the remains of 33 oh God! young men and boys that had been missing for anywhere from a few months to a few years. <gasps> um Gacy, the owner of a successful construction business, claimed his victims were male prostitutes and hustlers, uh, when in reality, many of them worked for him at his construction company and lived at home with their parents. Oh, my God. Uh, Gacy committed a number of assaults that didn't end in murder, and despite reports being filed by the victims, police believed Gacy when he claimed it was nothing more than a consensual sex-slave relationship gone awry. Oh, my God. Rather than believe the victim, police brushed them off, and Gacy remained free to continue killing. Gacy, if I'm remembering this right, yes, he had a construction company. He would literally, like pick up like 16 year old guys oh my God. like you should work at my place like oh come over for beers and then he'd be like do you want to see a magic trick <gasps> and he'd take him to the basement and be like put these handcuffs on so these guys would hand like literally go to their ba- his basement and get handcuffed and then he'd like kill them and but if was he, he gay yeah. yeah this was a gay thing yeah they're they're if i'm thinking of the right scenarios he did have sexual relationships with some of them and he did not kill all of them and some like when they were handcuffed and he'd attack them like got away and he's like i was kidding (gasps) oh yeah saying like this was a sex Uh thing like he's like i was just like i was just filling their fantasies uh like i don't know these fucking homos were just wanting me to tie them up and you know when the when the gays when the cops heard (laughs) anything like it's my boyfriend they're like okay 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 like oh my god we gotta watch that added to our list okay jeffrey dahmer committed the murder and dismemberment of 17 men and boys between 1978 and 1991 some of his victims were male prostitutes and he met some of them at gay bars around milwaukee by 1991 he had already killed 10 people but he was nowhere close to being caught Milwaukee's gay community was used to people coming and going and no one, police or civilian, had connected any of the disappearances or considered that there might be a serial killer among them. While Dahmer started uh, started out drugging, assaulting, and then strangling his victims, eventually he started to experiment with keeping them alive but incapacitated. He would like... Oh my God. He literally drilled holes in their head. Ah! Yeah. Um, In the process of committing his 13th murder, Dahmer left his victim, 14-year-old Conorax 
synthes mm-hmm. oh my god synthesomophone alone in his apartment after injecting hydrochloric acid ah. into his frontal lobe he came back to find um the boy had woken up and escaped his apartment <gasps> this is heartbreaking three young women had found him and called the police when the police arrived Dahmer claimed they it, that it was his boyfriend and there had had too much to drink after a fight <gasps> this boy is like nude or in his underwear blood and like disoriented and he's like it's my boyfriend we drank too much and had a fight and the cops send him back in what and that is one of his victims um the police made a couple of gay jokes before helping Dahmer take his victim back to his apartment um they took Dahmer's word for it calling it a boyfriend boyfriend thing and didn't conduct a search if they had they would have found the body of another victim who Dahmer had just killed three days earlier um wait wait hold on because three young women had found him. Like wandering the streets. Why didn't he say no? He he had literally had a hole drilled in his head and like acid had been poured into it. He was like incoherent, but he seemed dr- He seemed like he was drunker on drugs. Holy. But like also fuck. if I'm getting this right, I think this, w- yeah, he was 14. <gasps> oh, bad, 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 I bad, know. Bad. And these women were, if you watch the Netflix series, it's uh, played by Niecy Nash. Yeah. the She's like the neighbor who like is on to him. But it's like, she's like, this is a boy. Like, mm. you, the, this is a boy. Yeah. And they're like, it's a gay thing, ma'am. Which like includes underage people, I guess. Anyway, um, let's just do one more. Okay. Okay. Dennis Nilsson. I don't think I know this one. Dennis wow. Nilsson was a serial killer who murdered at least 12 young men and boys in London, England <sighs> between 1978 and 1983. Whoa. One of the creepiest time periods, the like 70s. <laughs> in London for some reason. You're like rock ugh, and roll alleyways. Yeah, bad teeth, mate. <laughs> um, he targeted groups that police had a history of ignoring and brushing off. Some of Nilsson's victims were gay and many of them were runaways who were homeless and involved in sex work. Nilsson lured many of them to his place with the promise of a place to sleep for the night, but once they were there, he would strangle or drown them. Jesus! At least two men who were assaulted by Nilsson managed <gasps> to escape and call the police. Oh Nilsson was questioned, but police were convinced the assaults were just part of a consensual relationship between Gosh. two men and chose not to take any further. The homophobia in England at the time was ingrained into the police force, and Nilsson chose victims he knew he could get away with. Wow. Paul Nobbs, a victim that managed to escape murder, testified at Nilsson's trial that he chose not to report his assault because <gasps> he was afraid of being outed. You were almost murdered? and you were like i would rather not well, i mean it's like then be outed it's like all those reasons like would they believe him and then what if he it's like how pe- women don't even go forward and like yeah. assault you know uh des an itv drama depicts nilsson's arrest interrogation and trial including how police biases and homophobia assisted nilsson in getting away with murder when he could have been caught much earlier so what i've learned wow. from all of these stories is blame the police yeah. hey cab motherfucker they police did not do a great job Mm. Um, and institutionalized homophobia mm. didn't help. Mm. And um, that's a bummer. What a what a tale to end on. What a See, tall tale to end on. If these gay serial killers had used their powers, we'll call them, to kill problematic straight men. Different movie, less different interesting. Different movie. Yeah. Less interesting? N- now would be more interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back in the day, no one wanted to watch that true gay men were like oh yeah 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 we have no choice totally we don't work in the industry we right. don't have oh, any executive power truly yeah it goes too deep i've dug myself into a hole wow that was our be gay do crime episode yeah can you believe what's the biggest crime you've done as a gay person i when i was a teen i um stole oh my god walmart um i stole you know how Neutrogena, I think it was Neutrogena, used to have um, kind of like acne cover-up 
like makeup sticks. Yes. I stole those because I couldn't afford them and I had mm, acne. That's sad. Yeah. I sold drugs. Oh, yeah. I definitely. Yeah. 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 Drugs. I've done some sex work. <gasps> Is that illegal? I think in a lot of states, states, prostitution is, but I don't think, I think it's a, I, hey, you know what? <laughs> oh, oh, you no, can't hear yeah! The volume's too low. We should do an episode on sex work. Oh, I'd love that. Um, okay, confidants, go rate this. Happy Pride. Go be gay and do crime. Wait, and come see me on tour. Yes, yeah, uh, June 20th, I'll be in Portland. June 21st, I'll be in Vancouver. June 22nd, I'll be in Seattle. Okay, bye. bye.